Alabama Crimson Tide, you're up to bat. Stay tuned on Prospectology to find out what their season outlook looks like coming up next after a quick word from our sponsors. What's going on all you Prospectology fans? It's your host, Luch, and we are back with episode 105 of Prospectology. Today, diving into the college football season, early season look on the Alabama Crimson Tide for the 2021 season. Uh, As you all know, they were the national champs last year, so they'll be, let's see if they can defend their title this year uh, with a pretty decent schedule uh, besides the few cupcake games that they do have, but they lost a lot on both sides of the ball, Uh, a bunch of playmakers, their quarterback, three offensive linemen. Uh, On the defensive side of the ball, they lost a lot of bulk up front on that defensive line with Christian Barmore, uh, the linebacker crew, Took a little bit of a hit too. Um, secondary with Patrick Sertan. Uh, but just like every single year, uh, seems like Nick Saban always reloads and retools his roster through uh, his impeccable recruiting. And they did have another top recruiting class uh, coming into this year. So uh, it seems like he always finds players to uh just cycle through and get the best of them as soon as they step out on the field. But let's kick it off with some of the key players I feel are on both sides of the ball. First, you got to go with the quarterback position, arguably the most important position on the football field. And Bryce Young finally gets to take over uh, the quarterback position. Uh, You saw him in a few cleanup games uh, when the score was uh, a little lopsided or when they wanted to give Mac Jones a little breather to uh, give Bryce Young some some playing time. But Bryce Young uh, was, I believe, the number two nationally ranked quarterback coming out of his recruiting class. Uh, definitely a dual threat, can throw the ball, uh, make plays with his legs, um, his freshman year, a lot of people thought he was going to compete with uh, Tua to get that starting job, but just uh, wasn't there yet. But Bryce Young, after taking a back seat to Mac Jones last year, who had a phenomenal year, Bryce Young gets to be the guy uh, this year working with a new offensive coordinator with Bill O'Brien, formerly of the Houston Texans, uh, coming over to call the plays for uh, Nick Saban in the Crimson Tide offense. Uh, So Bryce Young, this spring will have to, or not this spring, but he'll have to learn how to play uh, and learn Bill O'Brien's system, as well as most of the offensive players. But uh, should be, as the season goes on, should get better and better. Uh, But... um, Pretty psyched to see Bryce Young play this year and actually get uh, some reps. But uh, at the running back position, they lose Najee Harris, but uh, Najee Harris is a backup. Uh, Brian Robinson Jr., uh, he'll be the star-studded number one. 
Uh, I love the way he plays with physicality. Uh, he's got a little bit of burst to him, uh, ability to make people miss. Uh, I can't wait to see him in that full-time role. Uh, but he, the runs that he did have, um, uh, he made an impact on the on the team. Uh, wide receiver John Mechie, the third, uh, along with returning wide receiver Javon Baker and Slade Bolden, uh, will be your star-studded trio at the wide receiver position. But we've already seen John Mechie, the third. Uh, get a lot of looks last year and just shy of a thousand yards uh, being a receiver to have a thousand receiving yards and that's phenomenal considering he had Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith on the team but he gets to be the guy and I think he'll pick it up and run with it uh, at the tight end position Jaleel Billingsley as a player to watch um Offensive tackle Evan Neal will probably be one of their top uh, prospects for me. Uh, I'll have scouting reports on them as the season goes on, as we get ready for the 2022 NFL Draft, one prospect at a time. But look out for those scouting reports later on when I get some film on them. Uh, But Evan Neal and then offensive guard Emil Okior Jr. are the only two returning offensive linemen uh, coming back, so they do have to fill three holes on that offensive line. Uh, However, with the recruiting class that they did get uh, and some prospects that'll slide in there, as long as they get that continuity, uh, the offensive line I think will be uh, another strength for Alabama as the season goes on. Uh, at the defensive defense key players, uh, I have cornerback Josh Joby, uh, safety Jordan Battle. He's a hard hitter, uh, make plays all over the field there. Linebacker Christian Harris, who didn't get a lot of playing time last year, um, uh, as well as their top two pass rushers in Chris Christopher Allen and Will Anderson Jr., uh, but uh, looking at their schedule, I see a, quite a few tough games, and I'll start with the easy games. They play Mercer, um, New Mexico State, uh, Southern Mississippi, um, teams like Arkansas, which I think Arkansas is on their way up in the SEC Conference, but I don't think there'll be any match uh, for them. Auburn, I think... Uh, they do have Bo Nix, who uh very inconsistent last year, uh, but that's always a rivalry game, so that one could go either way. Uh, but I think Alabama has better talent than Auburn, which is trying to rise up and, and find themselves again. Uh, but yeah, besides those easy games, I think... Alabama, looking at their schedule, have a lot of tough games besides playing LSU, which had a pretty big down year with injuries and have to shore up that quarterback position. But they always seem to have uh, the talent to at least compete uh, with Alabama. So LSU will be a difficult one as as well as 
these four games that I marked. Uh, week one against Miami. Uh, Miami, Derek King, we'll see how he progresses to hopefully be on track to start uh, game one, which I believe he will. Uh, them, they're taking it easy with him right now, just keeping him healthy uh, so he can play in that opener. I think Miami will give Alabama a lot of fits, especially with uh, Bryce Young getting starter minutes and the whole offense trying to learn, uh, still trying to gel into Bill O'Brien's offensive system and scheme. Uh, so, But I still think Alabama will... Uh, knock off Miami in the in the opener. Just uh, too much talent for Alabama. Not saying Miami doesn't have the talent. I just think uh, Miami has to slowly learn how to win those uh, big games. But they'll, Miami will give Alabama a run for their money week one. Uh, next one I have circled is week three at Florida. Now, Florida lost Kyle Trask at quarterback. Um Arguably one of the best players in college football last year in Kyle Pitts uh, and Trevon Grimes. They they lost at the wide receiver position, Kadarius Toney. Uh, but they do have some playmakers, especially at the running back position. Um, their defense under Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen is just a great coach. Uh, has that Florida team always ready to play uh, and give everything uh, for him, so uh, Florida will be a tough game, especially at Florida at the swamp. Uh, but give me Alabama, uh, just too much offensive talent. Uh, and by then, I think Alabama will start to gel together offensively uh, and beat Florida. Uh, these next two games, which are back to back, to be honest, uh, could be both losses or could be. One loss, but uh, Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, the Rebels, I think, uh, coming to Tuscaloosa, I think that'll be a tough game. It was a shootout last year. Uh, Lane Kiffin just understands Nick Saban's thought process and understands the scheme. So Ole Miss will be, I'll circle that one to watch, definitely. Uh, but I think Ole Miss could possibly have their number, but I don't think Ole Miss at the quarterback position is uh, that great. Uh, he's very highly inconsistent. Um, I believe it's Cassell or Corral, and uh, he's not very consistent. Um they lose some offensive playmakers um, on offense. Uh, defense, I I think they'll stick around for a little bit, but I think Alabama will war- wear them down and get the best of them later on and up the score. But uh, Ole Miss will be a tough game. And then back-to-back, then after playing Ole Miss – Alabama travels to Texas A&M to play Jimbo Fisher's Aggies. And this is where I think I will pencil down a loss, a close loss, but I think I'm going to pencil in a loss for Alabama here at Texas A&M. I just think Jimbo Fisher uh, 
uh, has that team in the right direction. I think they have a lot of playmakers on both sides of the ball. Don't know what they're going to do at quarterback just this second, uh, but they do have enough playmakers on both sides of the ball to make up for lack of experience at the quarterback position, depending on who wins that uh, spot. I might have to look at Texas A&M's season outlook next, but stay tuned for that on future episodes of Prospectology as we get you ready for the college football season. Um, Alabama's offensive line, like I said, has to replace three new starters. The defense of side of the ball for Alabama will be very good against the pass uh, with their top two pass rushers and Chris Christopher Allen and Will Anderson Jr. there. Uh, they also have cornerback Malachi Moore, uh, Josh Joby back. Uh, you have Jordan Battle uh, overseeing everything at the safety position. Uh, so they'll be good versus the pass. They lost Christian Barmore and their defensive line hasn't been outstanding for quite some time, probably since uh, they had Quinn and Williams in, in, in that group uh, with uh, Deron Payne and 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 things and players like that. So uh, I think the biggest weakness for the Alabama defense is what kind of play they get at the defensive line position in the interior, especially. Uh, but so I think they'll struggle versus the run. Uh, however, their secondary is very good, so I think that'll make up for the lack of. Uh, struggle versus the run. However, I think uh, Alabama could run into some problems there. Uh, but other than that, I think they're primed to make a another run at a national title. I don't think uh, this is the team this year uh, to win the national championship again, but they'll definitely make the playoff and give it their best shot to repeat, uh, especially winning five out of their seven, uh, na- last seven national championships. So, um, yeah, that's the season. I'll look, I have them going 11 and one with their only loss being to Texas A&M. Uh, let's see how this season shapes up and see if my predictions are remotely close. Um, And stay tuned for more episodes of Prospectology where I will get into some more season outlooks on college football teams. Hit me up on Twitter, at Luch Bryant. Let me know what your favorite college football team is and if you want me to do a season outlook on them. And then stay tuned to future Prospectology episodes where I'll be giving you scouting reports on some of these star players coming out in the 2022 NFL Draft as the college football season progresses. But until next time, I'm out.